The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Of said pointless prattle, a guy who prattles pointlessly. That's me, Johnny Townsend, and I'm joined by Trevor Franklin. Well, you're not going to talk about how you pointless also prattle? I pointlessly prattle. Sometimes I make a podcast and then we delete it because we decide it wasn't fit for sharing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, just to give you a gist of what this show is going to be about, maybe you followed us from other show, Richard Bliss, or some other podcast, or some of Trevor's other podcast. Uh, but this is just uh, pretty much just as an excuse for two best friends to talk about uh, a variety of different subjects per episode, uh, ever ranging from what we're going to talk about today to maybe like maybe even next week will be about uh, you know our love for the sitcom Frasier. Who knows? Yeah, it could be anything. It's whatever we feel like. You know, it gives an excuse to talk to each other. Uh, I don't if you uh, if you don't know us, I'm I'm assuming if you keep listening to this, you'll get to know us. But just a, a quick little rundown. Uh, we're both uh, Southern boys from North Carolina who eat far too many burgers. I once choked on uh, some Chinese food at Trevor's house for Christmas, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much all you need to know about us. <laughs> yep, like legit, almost choked. <laughs> yes, last Christmas you might even say. Yeah, it might have been my last Christmas. <laughs> thankfully, I, I got quite lucky. Uh, but yeah, so uh, and Trevor's an RN. Uh, at a hospital around here. He works his tail off. Um, Trevor, anything you want to add about yourself? I don't want to make this a really long, drawn-out part, though. No. uh, I think uh, last time we recorded, I said, we both have a self-deprecating humor. Yes. We've both known each other so long that people uh, kind of feel like we're the same person sometimes. Yeah, We're literally at the point where, or at least we definitely used to be, I'd say years ago, if I, uh, you can tell me if this happened to you, but if I was seen out in public by somebody, they would legit ask where you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, that was nice. And now, uh, to date this episode, we're recording in the middle of this pandemic, so we've not even seen each other, like, face-to-face in months, which is... Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Probably why this podcast is happening, if we're being honest, but... Uh, yes. Yeah, we just yeah. want to do a podcast where we are completely honest... Because the, the other shows we do, like uh, Retro Blist is about old video games. I do a, a board game podcast called Cardboard Cave. I would never advertise it on this show, but... Um, no, we're above that. You do about 18 shows, but they're all about <laughs> kind of a specific topic. And I just don't want to ever make those shows political or religious or anything. But sometimes I just want to talk, so yeah, here we are. So these, So what we're saying is this show, this pointless prattle you're listening to, uh, maybe one week we may step on some toes. We don't know. Uh, it's just going to be us being honest where we come from, uh, what we were thinking, and just know, please, the other thing, I will I will always stress this. Um, I don't know everything. <laughs> In fact, the list of things I do know is quite small. 
I'm not sure if I you, still want to do this podcast with you. I was under that assumption that you knew everything. No, I'm sorry to inform you of this, but I do know uh, Ninja Turtles trivia. I can help you there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know board games and Lego and old video yeah. games. All the useful stuff. <laughs> yeah. I can probably dress a wound if you cut your leg really bad. Well, see, at least that's helpful. Yeah. While you're dressing the room, I can <laughs> I can tell the... Uh, the the injured person about how the Ninja Turtles came into be. So. Like you look like you had a saw wound. I don't think that's a sword. Yeah, <laughs> I could tell you which weapon the Ninja Turtles used on that poor person. Uh, but yeah, so Trevor, this is really just an excuse for us to talk to each other. But we're also so full of ourselves that we think maybe this would have an audience. Yeah, I, I think uh, blind optimism is the way I want to put it. Oh, completely blind, one hundred percent blind. Uh, now, also. In the interest of of uh, pure honesty, is which is something I think we're going to strive for on this. And if you listen to our other shows, you know we're so uh, deprecating about ourselves and so ridiculously honest about <laughs> ourselves to the point where we're not remotely attractive to anyone. No. Uh, I mean, it's a miracle that you're married. And it I'm really saying is a that, miracle. Yeah. Uh, she's really, really uh, put up a blind eye to a lot of stuff. <laughs> she doesn't believe in divorce. I just really got lucky there. Yes, yeah, you like that. <laughs> I might find out otherwise, though. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, come back to this a couple years from now and yeah. see what's happened. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're in the interest of fairness, we did try to record this before. Uh, I it, the topic was more my idea, and it was about the Trevor and I met each other when we were like five and six. We were really young. We've known each other forever at a church that we both grew up in. It was a Mennonite church. Uh, we stayed in it for quite a long time. We grew up in it. It was definitely part of our identities as, as kids and as teenagers and as youth. And even I would say for me, young adult and, uh, but some stuff happened and that's kind of what we discussed in that one and the auto that we're, that we're throwing away because it was very, um, I think we were very honest in it. I don't think we were really mean or anything like that. Uh, it was really coming from where we were coming from, but it was very specific. Yeah. I realized it was so specific that although we were honest and I don't think we stretched the truth, we just find kind of felt guilty. Like even though we didn't use any real names, I just felt like, you know what? This is in the past. It affected our lives in a big way, but I wasn't sure how much of it would help other people. And I do, when right. we talk about really heavy stuff, I want it to mean something to somebody else. If if we're going to record it, I mean, I'm glad we had the conversation, but I think we realized maybe it didn't need to really be released. <laughs> yeah. I think it was more for me because I felt, better like i got some stuff off my, yeah like, you know, some stuff off my chest or whatever but uh yeah so that's that's gone you'll never hear that nope. and it was amazing i'm just gonna tell you oh oh good gosh it was it was pretty incredible it it edge of your seat type of stuff it was a full hour of pointless prattle <laughs> yes it was so instead we're gonna kind of take sort of the an idea from that and really uh trevor i've i've been influenced by a couple of things one of them being you yourself uh, you um, you posted this thing online, and uh, we're going to get to the subject here in a second. I just don't want to spoil it yet. Uh, <laughs> that really, uh, I think, really is leading to where we're gonna, what we're going to talk about today. And also, um, uh, the the producer of our shows, Chris, does a show called Chris and Anthony Can't Stop. Highly recommend it, but it's where they just have open, honest discussions. And it's probably going to be kind of a, a 
sister show to this show, honestly. Oh. It's re- or we're the sister show to them, really, because they came first. So but, I didn't realize we were a rip-off. I think I want to quit the show. Oh, 100% a rip-off, okay. yeah. Well, uh, I didn't know I got, that, so I don't feel guilty. <laughs> I got the blessing, though, so we're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so, that's what this show's going to be. Trevor, what are we talking about today? <clears throat> well, it's basically Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but... Oh, thank uh, goodness. Or the other way to put it is we're kind of talking about what people think of Christianity in America. What do people think about Christians in America? How about that? Yeah, there you go. I like that. So, uh, full disclosure, Trevor and I both consider ourselves Christians. We are followers of Jesus Christ. Uh, I consider that a part of who I am. But also, uh, I'm kind of afraid nowadays, and I'm using the word afraid, of how if you just say, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say I'm a Christian. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But when you say you're a Christian to somebody who's not, they already assume some things about you and that yeah that's kind of a that's a good way to put i know exactly what you're talking about and that's really what this episode i think is going to be about is do people assume what as soon as you say christian they automatically make the assumption that you're a certain thing and a is that totally unfair or b are there actually reasons for that and i think that's what christians need to look at are there actually reasons for that reputation uh right because, you know, Scripture, and I hear this thrown up, and it's totally true. You know, Jesus himself said, basically, hey, if you follow me and do what I command you, don't expect the world to love you because they're not going to. Right. Because, you know, then there's reasons for that, too. But also, I think American Christians might abuse that a little bit. Uh, oh, oh, yes. And uh, maybe that's somewhat <laughs> what we're going to get into. <laughs> yes, uh, I can't wait. Uh, please note that in somewhere so we can get back to that because I 100% agree there. <laughs> uh, also... We never want this show to come off like we're being preachy or that we know better than you. Because no. uh, we most certainly do not. I mean, we do know uh, better, but we do not want to preach no, it. B- right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and also, we're very sarcastic. So if we say something terrible, assume it's sarcasm. Yeah. Just uh, up front. Yeah. Very much so. Um, so, uh, you know, whatever you believe, we hope people of all beliefs will check this show out and can get something out of it. So just throwing it out there, we're not going to be preachy, but we are going to talk about things from our point of view, and sometimes that will just involve where we're coming from with our beliefs and such. Uh, but we're going to be honest about it, and um, hopefully uh, you realize that we don't have to believe the same for us to kind of uh, have open discussions and honest discussions about things, and that's how we all grow. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. Uh, Trevor, let's kind of start there with what you were just talking about, in which... Um, I mean, what what was it exactly? How did you word that? I like so you, you know it. you know Jesus said, "If you follow me, the world's not going to love you." But have Christians been using that? It's, and I'm going to say American Christians because we both live in America. I can't really speak for the rest of the world. Have we been using that as an excuse to basically just be hateful <laughs> or to be closed minded, or are we actually just hated because we're you know preaching the truth? You know, it, which is it, or can it be both? Um, and also, honestly, just kind of piggybacking off that, I think some people, uh, some Christians, uh, American Christians, again, we, we're just speaking for ourselves. Uh, it, to me, seem like that they take that idea of persecution yes. and that's, that they're constantly being persecuted constantly. So uh, I just got to say this and you can say whatever you want to about it. If I hear another Christian living in America talk about being persecuted because uh, they couldn't do this on a certain day because uh, the the governor, this has happened in our state, that's why I'm saying this. Uh, I've, I've heard people say, 
I'll get very specific. <laughs> this is a good opener. <laughs> We're so persecuted. I, there's a famous, and I'm not even going to say his name because A, I don't remember, and B, I don't want to advertise him. Some famous quote unquote preacher who goes into the biggest crowds he can, you know, during this pandemic. You Master know, Splitter. Make sure no yep. one's wearing a mask. I think you're kicked out if you're wearing a mask, it seems like. Um, and basically just gets up in people's faces as much as possible to basically talk about how the church is being persecuted and how, you know, boo the government, boo the liberals, boo this, boo that. Because we're not supposed to meet, you know, in big congregations. We're supposed to take precautions, blah, blah, blah. And I want to look that man in the face and say, man, the bar up the street has the same restrictions. My favorite little restaurant hasn't been opened for months. Me and you both like a good buffet, a good Chinese buffet. I don't know if they'll ever open again, honestly. Are people ever going to want to eat at a buffet again? So you're telling me the church is more persecuted than the Chinese buffet? I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah, and also, we're in America. I mean, no matter what you may think of whichever side's in charge right now, we're in one of the most uh, free countries in the world. Yeah. The fact that you would claim to be persecuted is ridiculous. When they are legit people in other countries who have faith in which they really yes. truly are persecuted. The Christian it's church a, is persecuted as a whole. The American church just doesn't understand the meaning of the word. I don't right, think. Exactly. I agree. I agree there. Uh, so that, that's the part that always <laughs> really annoys me. Uh, you know, uh, woe is me. It's always yeah. a, it's always a woe is me thing. Uh, now I'm very, very much guilty of that on certain things too. A woe is me. I will definitely get that attitude from time to time. We are human. Yeah. I mean, that, you're right. That's a part of being human. But I don't understand this American Christian identity. Like, it's almost their identity that, that yes. they're being persecuted. It has become... I don't remember that 10 years ago. I, I mean, I'm sure it started slowly, but I feel like it's gotten seriously worse in the last 10 years. I think as the divide between two political parties has grown, that has grown too. I, I kind of feel it's sort of oh, related to the same. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to my our next point. I think another thing, when somebody looks at an American Christian... They automatically assume that they're far right wing and everything that goes along with it. They will always vote Republican, just throwing that out there. No matter what you think, this is not going to be one side's better than the other. Because honestly, I'll be honest with you, I think both sides are garbage. <laughs> I think both me. extremes are pretty far off from, from Jesus, yes. if that's what you're caring about, for that's, sure. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, so I kind of think that's part of the Christian thing. I've known plenty of Christians, honestly, who've told me. Uh, when they were like, you know, you just have conversations with friends and they are Christians and they'll be like, Hey, who are you going to vote for whenever it's time's up to vote? And they'll say, well, I'm voting for this person. And I go, why? And they're, and I've literally heard this answer. They're Republican. Yep. And I'm like, well, what are their, what are their, uh, what are they running on? What's their platform? I don't know. They're Republican. The platform could be, Oh, I like to kick puppies around and well, yeah. the Republican or well, they're Democrat. I mean, as long as it's the right side. And that sounds ridiculous, but I really believe it's gotten almost to that point. It's such a sharp divide. That, do you mind if I read those song lyrics? You reminded me of that, because it's exactly yeah, what you're do. saying. I'll see if I can remember them, so I'm, I'm too lazy to look them up. So there's these song lyrics from an artist called Derek Webb, and I heard these like 15 years ago, and they kind of hit me strange when I first heard them, but I just found them to be true the more I, the more I think about it. And it is, it's funny these were written 15 years ago because it sounds like they could have been written yesterday. But uh, the it goes, there's two great lies that I have heard. First, if you eat of the tree, you will not surely die. And second, Jesus Christ was a white, male, middle-class Republican, 
And if you want to be saved, you have to learn to be like him. And that sounds ridiculous. I mean, surely we all know Jesus wasn't a white male middle class Republican. But I swear in America, it's almost become this toxic. And I am at least most of those things. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm at least white and male. I mean, everything else I'm not sure about so much anymore. But uh, it's just this toxic thought. Like Nobody says it out loud. Nobody says they think Jesus was a Republican or was a white middle class Republican. But it's almost how American Christians live sometimes. It's like this disdain for anything different or diverse. And that is so yep. the opposite of Jesus. Like it's so, it's ironic and it would be funny if it wasn't so terrible. Yeah, it's kind of strange to me how the Christian, well, Amer- again, this is American. So whenever we say Christian, that's what we're referring to. The Christian identity seems to have wrapped itself around the Republican image. It's just kind of strange to me, just because if you're someone on the outside who's not Christian, just looking at Democrats and Republicans, uh, I kind of think that the Democrats are look sort of looked down on because they're almost trying to, uh, like, they want to be there for the little guy or whatever, like, to the point where it's uh, a bleeding heart syndrome type of deal. Yeah. Kind of thing. And to me, you know, I <laughs> if you're going to force me to choose... Uh, 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 like I've I've literally been uh, like this was said as sort of an insult to me before that I like they were trying to make a point about something to do with Christians and I was like well that's the reason that they did this is because this other group of people uh, really are, don't feel they're being treated fair and I understand that and I want them to feel <laughs> like I feel like you know feel free and 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 amazing and not feel like they you know something bad could happen to them just because of who they are. And it was almost like that was a bad thing for me to say. Yeah, like, like a, a sign of weakness. Could, yeah, yes. Literally, you and, could you could rephrase in very modern language some of the things that Jesus said in his time. And and this is going to be harsh. And keep in mind where we live. This is what we're surrounded by. So we're not uh, we're kind of taking risk here. But you could rephrase some of the things Jesus said in his time, and people today would accuse you of being weak or being Democrat or being. And to yes. be fair, it's the other way too. Jesus said some really hard things that people would have a hard time accepting too. It's not just it is not just the far right wing that has it wrong. What we're saying is in our part of the country, it's the far right wing that seems to be using Jesus the most to get what they yes. want. They're twisting Jesus' words. Um, yes, that, and that infuriates yeah. me. <laughs> uh, it's always infuriated me. You know, we've we've gone on record, oddly enough, in our retro video game podcast about how much it infuriates us when, like, a Christian musician, a so-called Christian musician, will release music that's garbage, and they know it's garbage, but they know it's going to sell. Yeah. It just gets under my skin, you know? And this is the same thing, but worse. You're twisting God's word. You're twisting who Jesus was as a person to meet your agenda. And yes, the liberal side, the far liberal side, is honestly, and I'm going to say it, I guess we're, I'm just going to have no friends when this is over with, but <laughs> the far extreme liberal side is just as twisted and just as willing to do yes. whatever it takes to get their way. They're both the same and they can't see that. Right. It's just yeah. when you're using Jesus and you're using who he was to try to get your way, I take it really personally. And I see the far right doing that more personally, at least in our part of the country. Yes, same, same. Uh, I mean, I, I get 
literally from certain other friends I have who are also Christians, they'll constantly sell me, uh, sell me, send me right wing stuff, and it's hardcore right wing stuff. Like you can just read, just read the website, and it just says, "Hey," it might as well just say, "Hey, I'm right wing." Yeah, you know, I'm hardcore. So just, just tell me that. And uh, honestly, half of it I just won't even read because I'm just, yeah. just tired of it. But it's, it's all about how the, the kind of going back to this, how Christians, especially right now, for whatever reason, white Christians, I'm going to throw that out there because that's how it's coming off. White Christians are the ones being persecuted. Like the Black Lives Matter yeah. movement. I'm, I'm getting all kinds of articles sent to me saying that the uh, Black Lives Matter movement is uh, not about that. It's more about putting down a white Christian. And I've never once felt that. <laughs> but that's what's being put out there. And, and you know... Even if, like, even if it came out that a certain movement was bad or was doing this, what bothers me about the loud American Christian, I don't think it's the average American Christian, but the ones you hear about, like on social media. Yes, that's what a good point. What bothers me is not about, even if the other side's doing stuff wrong in here, we'll, we'll get controversial. With all the rioting and the looting and everything going on right now, yes, there's some bad things happening right now, but... So many so-called American Christians look for the opportunity to turn the spotlight right back on somebody else instead of actually listening and trying to get to the bottom of something. And I don't, yes. I don't think Jesus would have done that. Like he would not. I mean, I'm not. I can't put words in Christ's mouth, but from what I've read from Scripture and what I know of him, he would not approve of destroying other people's property or hurting other people. You know, these business owners who have worked hard their whole lives, many of whom were minorities to begin with. I don't I don't I don't see any Jesus approving of that, any version of Jesus approving of that. But I also know he would not have immediately said, Hey, yeah, sure, racial injustice is bad and maybe there is still some racism. But look at what these people are doing, look what they're doing. And that's right. what I see American Christians doing. They're immediately looking for an excuse to not actually examine an actual issue. Yeah, they don't want to really talk about what the heart of the matter is. No, it's it's because uh, it's, it's it takes some humility. That's the thing. That is what's lacking. Right. I mean Yes. Yes. I mean, I don't feel like I've ever been a racist. You know, I've, we've all said things we probably wish we hadn't, but I don't think any of my, my family is actually a racist. But it still takes some humility to say, you know what, in this country, which I have called the greatest on earth, there's still some things that white people need to think about that uh, yes. that just aren't right. And they're this country's never going to be truly great until they're made right. But that takes some humility, and I've not always been there. I'm not... I, in fact, I just feel like I've really had my eyes open the last few months that there's some things I just need to listen more. I think that's all I've learned. Really. I just need to listen more. Yeah. And I, as a chunky, fat, uh, sad, depressed, <laughs> crippled man, uh, I've been humbled quite a bit <laughs> so, <laughs> with very little skills, uh, to get himself by. So I, I think it's kind of <laughs> helped a little bit. Uh, <laughs> But the fact of the matter is... I'm say full-bodied, just... Johnny. Oh, thank you. I mean, the rest was completely <laughs> true, but... <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, it's just legit that racism's out there. It just is. I've... Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I've heard it. It's out there still. Um, so that's definitely an issue. And I think Christians, white Christians, especially in this instance, sort of try to... They don't really want to talk about it. Because I guess they... I mean, we should all be ashamed. <laughs> really? But it's like we don't want to be humble or to actually listen. I think it's another thing about the 
American Christian and how others look at them is that they're very um, stubborn to the point of they won't listen to anything at all, remotely from anybody else. Uh, what we you know, what Christians know is 100% the right way, no matter what. And no matter what you say, we're going to you know be very rude and judging and judgy about yeah. it. We come off very judgmental. That that's a that's another thing that gets twisted so much, um, and you know the way I've put it recently, you know Christ was uh, on his time on Earth. Now, and I and I want to say, and I do believe I want this to be a discussion people can join in on if they aren't Christian. I've never described themselves as a Christian, but historians agree that Christ the man really lived, and his life really did change things in a massive, massive way in this short like thirty two years, right, or thirty three years that he was alive. Yeah, thirty-three. I believe. So, regardless of whether he, what your thoughts, 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 what your thoughts, <laughs> what your thoughts are on him um, <laughs> being more than a man, Jesus the man did have some harsh things to say. He did have some hard words that were hard for people to accept. Stepped on toes. He stepped on toes. But there's two things that I thought about recently. First of all, Christians, including me, maybe need to consider the fact that just maybe we haven't reached the level of wisdom or discernment that Jesus had. That's one possibility. So we need to be more careful, maybe, with what we say. The second thing we need to remember is the the group of people Jesus was the hardest on over and over again, uh, it was, was religious people. I mean, over and over again. It was the religious people of his time, um, the, the Pharisees, the religious people of his time, because he knew they had the hardest exteriors, they would be the hardest to change. Um, you know, when he talked to the, the woman at the well, that's a famous story. Uh, and the forgiveness he showed her and the discernment he showed her, while still giving instruction, while still giving a commandment, actually. But when it comes to the religious people, he didn't pull any punches and he because he knew he couldn't. And, and I'm not trying to say that I'm feeling, you know, uh, righteous indignation. But I don't feel overly guilty being a little harder on Christians because Jesus was harder on religious people because I'm harder on myself. You know, there's so many times I don't feel remotely Christian or remotely saved. So I'm not just being hard yeah. on everybody else. I just expect, um, I just expect an open mind at the very least, and that Christians have this reputation now of being just the opposite. If people hear the word Christian. And honestly, unfortunately, I believe one of the first things that comes to mind is hateful, close-minded, and just, uh, like you said, just always walk around feeling persecuted. I mean, it's just, yes. oh man, it's when you think about the life Jesus <sighs> yeah. lived, it's horrible and way off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, I, I, I wish that when people thought of Christianity, even if you didn't believe it, or believe in what christians believe but if you saw a christian you at least thought well they're a night they're going to be a nice kind person who's going to show love yes. at uh, the very that's least. what i would at the very least that's what i want now in fairness people in general are flawed we're all flawed all of us are yeah i mean that's just and we're all going to screw up we're all going to mess up i've certainly done that i know trevor you've certainly done that uh so that's not that's that's just something that's going to happen but I've legit, I just want people who aren't Christians, who've never even been inside a church, to know this. Uh, this has even happened to people that me and you both know and really look up to. That Christians will turn on other Christians 
at the, at the beat of a drum in a, in a snap. Oh yeah. If if it's for a selfish reason, I've seen it plenty of times. I've seen at church meetings. I've seen people leaving in tears multiple times, and these are all people who knew each other and were, I guess, friends. Yeah. Uh, and it's so heartbreaking. That's like this is just me being upfront too. Uh, I still consider myself a Christian. I still believe in Jesus. I, I I want to do my best to follow his teachings, but I don't really regularly attend a church right now. Uh, I've I've kind of fallen out of it, and it's just because church itself, uh, just from my eyes and what I've experienced, uh, was, and this is the biggest thing I think Christians are looked at as, was hypocritical. Yeah. And that's a big thing. I do believe that everyone on at least one thing in their life is hypocritical about something. There's just no way you're going to like, I'm going to say something and then years later, maybe I'm going to say something else. It's just kind of part of it. You're going to be hypocritical on something. It's just going to happen. However, when it comes to these beliefs that you want to be a follower of Jesus and always stood for, you know, uh, they were about to stone a woman. And he says, if you're without sin, cast the first stone. Mm hmm. Uh, I think people look at Christians now that they're all just throwing rocks left and right. <laughs> yeah, that, that and that that that's a great example because what what Jesus was saying there was not that this woman was doing right. He wasn't excusing her behavior. Uh, he told her to go and sin no more. What what American Christians seem to think is that if we don't cry out against stuff continuously, then it's like we're agreeing with it. But Jesus wasn't agreeing with anything she was doing. He was just saying, hey, you got to be fair about this. If you've got your act together completely and you're perfect, then okay. But if not, it's, it's time you look inside a little bit. I had a, I had a Christian literally tell me, and they said this in a very condescending tone. I'm, and then I'm, I'm kind of quoting here. I'm trying to remember this exact way. This was years ago. I know you're one of those I want to love everybody type of person. And they said it in a very condescending way. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, if that's how you think of me, and I know you're looking at it as you're belittling me, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally fine with that. Because I truly feel that's what, and I'm definitely not on the level of Jesus, not even close, but I do feel that's what Jesus would want of me. So at the very least, if someone... uh if I don't understand why someone thinks the way they do, I honestly try, and I've again, we're all faulty, including myself, but I do try to at least understand their perspective, the other person's perspective. Why do they think this way? And I think that helps, and it goes a long way. Uh, Christians, especially with the invention of social media, that, that really comes into play, I think, with how Christians are viewed today. Uh, it's... It's very, I mean, I've used this word before, but it's very frustrating to see people who I know are honestly good people write stuff on Facebook, and maybe they don't realize they're being this way, but they come off really judgmental and kind of hateful towards other people just because they may be different from them or, or they may be doing something that they consider a sin, and then I guess they feel it's their job to do to say, hey, this is a sin, and I'm going to be very harsh about it. I just don't see Christ in that, personally. No, I mean, it's... And I'm, I'm repeating a lot of what I said in my little lesson that you... Uh, little lesson I did online. Um, but 
Oh, wow. I just lost, lost my point. I was literally just going to go off what you said, and I just lost it. <laughs> yeah, that's Christianity right there. We've lost our point. Yeah. Oh, man. What did you just say? Like, what's the last thing you just said? <laughs> I don't remember now. Oh, I'll my tell goodness. You a lot of stuff. Wow. I've, getting old is rough. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> um, wow, that's... Like, I thought, yes, you're right. Like, I, I had a spark as soon as you said it, and then it was gone as soon as I had it. Oh, man. That spark is coming with. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay, well... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's coming back. Like I'm trying to think. Was it about? Right <laughs> was it about, was it about uh, being a hypocrite or? Okay, yeah. So, uh, well, I'll just go in a new direction because I can't remember. But okay, yes, what you're saying it's it's like a it's like a sign of weakness. It's like seen as a sign of weakness if you aren't. Con- there we go. I think I'm getting it back. If you're not constantly telling people they're doing wrong, it's like seen as a sign of weakness. Yes, but. There's got to be something that goes along with that. I, I do believe a Christian. I mean, one of the reasons Jesus said the world's not going to love you. Um, and some people don't want to hear this, and I really don't want to hear this. But I do believe there's times the Christian will be asked to speak what he feels in his heart or she feels in her heart. God would have them say, and it's not going to be what people want to hear. But whenever Jesus spoke something, it was always, always for that person's good whether that person saw it or not. And, and so it was for love. It was out of, of love. It may have been hard to hear, but it was out of love. Even the Pharisees, even the hypocrites, he loved them and he wanted, I mean, they were miserable people. He wanted them not to be miserable people. Um, even the ones who killed him. Yes. <laughs> for crying out loud. Even Judas, you know, I've heard somebody say that even Judas, truly, they believe Jesus would have forgiven him up until the very end if, if he had really wanted it, if he had really been sincere. Um, so Jesus always wanted the best for people. It doesn't mean he didn't say hard things. And I think that's a pretty simple thing to ask yourself. Why am I saying this? Am I yes. just saying this because I think I'm right and I want them to know they're wrong? Or am I saying it because I really love them? And I remember yeah. I remember in the church that we grew up in, they would let you and I give them the message every once in a while. And something you said one time giving the message has always stuck out to me. And that was that... Think about why you're telling somebody they're doing something wrong. Are you doing this because you legit love them and you know you should be doing that? Or are you yourself getting something out of it? Are yeah. you feeling some sense of uh, of uh, like superiority to them? I know I said that word very beautifully. <laughs> uh, like, you, or Do you feel like you're superior to them? This makes you feel better about yourself? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you get some kind of high off of it? Because I think some people honestly get kind of high off of gossip, you know? Uh, that's, oh yeah, and it's one of the their endorphins get released or whatever it is uh, from that, and I think it's a big part of it. Um, I think gossip is another thing too that people look at the American uh, Christian Church for, and I legit can't tell them that they're wrong. It's me and you both yeah. have witnessed it um, uh, firsthand. I've literally had stuff gossiped about me, and I do not know why. There's no point in it for me. <laughs> if, if you come to me, I'll be brutally honest about myself. Yeah. You don't. You, you do not need to whisper behind my back. Trust me, I know my faults, and I will tell you up front. Uh, so I don't understand. I truly don't understand it. Uh, I do know that even I myself, however, when you're around somebody who gossips, you can get caught up in it. Oh yeah. I like like I'll hear somebody talking about somebody and I may have had similar experiences uh about somebody this person's bringing up and uh I've caught myself talking about it. So I'm not I'm not 
uh, innocent of these charges that I'm leveling against Christianity. I'm just no. as guilty when it comes to this. But hopefully I'm growing and doing a better job of not doing that. And that, that's why I think it's important to talk about these things, not to make people feel bad. I mean, it's one of the hardest things for me is I know for sure some of the people I've seen caught up in some of the things we've talked about would give me and probably anybody else the shirt off their back if I needed it. Yes. And that's, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, got choked up. Uh, that's why it hurts so much because it's so easy to get it caught up in these things. <laughs> here's a great example. And, and maybe if you feel like you've been caught up in some of these things, audience, which really you're, you and me are the only ones probably going to hear this. So Johnny, if you feel like you're caught up in some of these things and you start to feel guilty, Paul, if you're a Christian, you know that Paul is responsible. And as a Christian, I believe under the spirit of God for writing most of our new Testament, most of what we live by or, or over half of it. Anyways, he was a man who lived a life of true sacrifice, truly devoted to God in a way that only Jesus could probably match, as far as I know. But how did he start out? He started out slaying Christians, like literally rounding them up and having them killed because he worked for basically the church of the time, the religious group of the time, the government, um, who believed that these people were basically... uh, I don't know if blaspheming God is the right word, but by by proclaiming that Christ is what he is and he's the son of God, these people were the enemy. And so Paul was helping round these people up and have them killed. That's what he did. And, you know, the story goes that that God uh, literally blinded him for a short time and spoke directly to him, and he immediately realized he was wrong and lived the rest of his life uh, up until he was beheaded, and that's historical. He was actually beheaded by Nero. I think it was Nero, um, lived his life completely for God, completely didn't have anything. You know, he went from being a wealthy man, a well-respected man in, in politics of the time, to, to to living everything for God. He spent time in jail. He was beaten, flogged, um, and wrote most of the Bible we go by. The point is, you can think you're doing the right thing, because Paul said he thought he was doing what was right. He did what was right in his eyes. And it sounds horrible. Like, how can anybody be helping to round up Christians and have them killed and that be the right thing to do? But he thought he was doing God's work. And when he realized he was wrong, he completely changed. And I think if some Americans would wake up, they would be they would probably be brought to tears to realize, oh my God, I thought I was doing God's work and I've just been slaying people with my words. The Bible says we'll give an account for every idle word we spoke. And I think it's because of gossip. God knows how rotten gossip is. Um, yeah. And I don't know, so be like Paul and be willing to change, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's... I also think that the church has... I'm just... I'm, I just lost my train of thought, too. This is your fault. I talked way too long, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had something to... Oh, I remember it now. Um, throughout history of the world, uh, from when people started believing in... The Christian God. That's how I'm going to refer to it, just so people know what I'm referring to. Uh, Christians or believers have committed some fairly horrible and horrendous acts against other groups of people. I mean, the Crusades is just one example. Even in America, we had the Salem Witch Trials. All that was done by people who claimed to be believers, and they would literally find these people 
guilty of witchcraft or whatever, uh, when it was obvious they were, and they would have them murdered. They would hang them, or that one poor guy got crushed to death by rocks. Yeah. So that's the thing that really, truly happened. And it's all because of, uh, you know, these believers were doing things that I think some of them truly felt they were doing what was right. And we can look at that now, like, how can you possibly think that? Yeah. But in today's age, obviously it's not the same as ending somebody's life. That's by far worse. But in today's age, you can really hurt somebody with words. Like, words are sharp, man. Words really are sharp. They really will cut deep to somebody's bone. Um, I've, I have friends from all walks of life and I'm very grateful for that. I have friends who are believers and friends who are not. And I'm grateful for all of them. I'm very close to people from both sides, honestly. And I will kid you not. I think I, if I'm being honest, I think other Christians that I know who, for whatever reason at the time I gave more weight to have literally cut my legs out from under me and punched me in the stomach way more than yeah. <laughs> anyone else. And I think <laughs> they did it to get something out of it. It wasn't because they were trying to quote unquote, help me grow as a Christian. It was because no. uh, they wanted to cut me down and they did a dang good job of it. It's, it's amazing how much the natural human reaction is to put somebody else down to make you look good. And I, I credit the church and God and also my mom and dad for just, I've always hated that. I've always hated anyone using somebody else as a stepping stone to, to build themselves up. And I, and I know I've given up things in life, you know, like job wise and stuff probably by not being willing to do that. But I, I would rather give up some money or some position in life than to use other people as a stepping stone just to make myself look better. And it could be as simple as a cheap joke. I mean, how many cheap jokes have you seen from Christians on social media at the expense of of liberals, for example? I mean, almost like <laughs> like a liberal's not a person. They talk about liberals like they're, uh, uh, I don't know, what are the lizard creatures in Star Wars that, the not the Wompas, what are they? The, the things they just shoot, like this, desert rats. I can't remember what they're called. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that was a great analogy. <laughs> Treat them like they're less than human. You know, yeah. like how in the world do you even think Jesus is within a million billion miles of that? Uh. Yeah, it, it makes no sense. Uh, it, I don't get it either. It's strange and odd. And maybe it's good to mean you don't get it. I think we're both quite yeah. lucky. And the people who kind of shaped who we would become as adults, I think we got very lucky there. Some people are not that fortunate. Uh, That's true, you know, yeah. So we're quite lucky that the influences we both had were really good influences overall. Um, it's, can you think of other ways in which maybe people look at the Christians today in America? Um, I, I kind of think we've only really scratched the surface of, of how negative we're looked upon. And I think what's even worse to me and more sad is that we've kind of done it to ourselves. I think that's the takeaway for me is I'm I'm tired of hearing Christians say they're persecuted or the world hates you because it's some of it is deserved. I mean, some of the yeah. things happening now are because of the sins of our fathers, and some of the things happening 50 years from now will be because of our sins and things we didn't take care of. And it doesn't make me believe in Jesus any less. It makes me feel ashamed that his name is drugged through the dirt with it. 
You know, yeah. this is really silly and kindergartner, kindergartner-ish. But a thought that I had years ago, and I think, I don't know, I've kind of tried to live by it. It helps me to remain Christian and to remain a lover of God, despite what his followers do. <laughs> and that is, you know, nobody can stop a Christian from calling themselves a Christian. Anybody can call yourself a Christian. You don't have to sign some paper. So I could go down the road and I could call myself a hot dog. Like, hey, Johnny, I'm a hot dog. And uh, and you'd be like, you look like a human being to me. You know, you don't look like a hot No, I'm a hot dog. You know, I, I, I have a, this is a bad analogy. I wish I picked a different one. <laughs> like, you know, I, I see, I got, I got condiments and uh, I got a bun and uh, I, I taste delicious if you bite my head off. Um, <laughs> you eating yourself? <laughs> what? Have you been eating yourself? Yes. It was delicious. Um, but you can see I'm not a hot dog. I'm, I'm, I'm talking out on my head. What's the same thing with a Christian? Nobody can stop somebody from calling themselves a Christian. And I'm not the one to judge if they are or aren't. But I can't hold it against God or the people who actually follow God just because, in my ever so humble opinion, and the fact that we're recording a podcast just to listen to ourselves talk proves our humility, I think. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. In my ever so humble opinion probably, this is going to sound harsh, and I'm pulling this number out of the air, 85%, maybe 90% of people who claim Christianity in this country don't really even know what it means to actually follow Jesus. <laughs> um, and so, But you can't stop them from calling themselves Christian, but you can't hold that against. If you decide to hate Christ or hate actual Christians, that is up to you, But but please understand that there's nothing... That Christ isn't going to stop people from taking his name. He, he might be ashamed. He might reject them one day. <laughs> but he, he's not going to stop them from taking his name. It doesn't mean they actually are following him, though. So don't hold it against him. I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and it's... You know, throughout our history of humanity, you know, some people have shown the capacity to be kind to some people and then turn around and be incredibly harsh to another group of people. Yep. And that's to me is just not what Jesus stood for, or stands for. It's it's a bit ridiculous to think that you can do that and be okay with it. Now, I will also say, and I've heard plenty of people uh, when like if I meet somebody and we start becoming friends and they find out I'm a Christian, this question almost always was well, not really a question, like the statement from them almost always comes up. Where, like, I'll ask, well, you know, they'll find out why I believe what I believe. And I'm like, well, why, you know, what do you, not that you had anything against Christians, but why are you so against Christianity? I just burped there just so the world knows. I was wondering Uh, what was happening. Yes. (laughs) I'll be honest, that's what I was doing earlier when I said I was having a coughing fit. There you go. Uh, We're very, see how honest we are? Uh, (laughs) uh, But these, more, this has happened numerous times. And these people were always like, well, uh, during their lifetime, during their life, somebody who claimed to be a Christian really treated them like garbage. Yeah. Or did something that really hurt them. And never apologized or never admitted to it or anything like that. Uh, or some or did something to somebody in their family or somebody they knew. And it just was not remotely Christ-like at all. And I think that's another thing, too. Um, I do feel... I don't know the numbers, Trevor. Maybe you know these numbers. But um, just judging from what I've seen before the pandemic hit, the church, the Christian church, 
I do think was sort of losing some steam. The actual church, uh, you know, um, like especially with younger people, I know, and the church we grew up with that definitely happened. Um, even when those people grew up in the church, they kind of go their own way, and you know, in um, Amish, in the Amish, the, I forget what it's called. Maybe you know what it's called. Uh, when a person is grow, grow uh, up, <laughs> growing up, as I'm going to go with that, a person is growing up Amish. When they reach a certain age of, uh, I think a certain age in the teenage years, uh, they're giving a day or two to go out into the world and decide if they want to still live the Amish way or not. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know yeah, what it's called. I can't remember what it's It's called something. Yeah. Um, and some of them don't come back, but some of them do. I was listening to this guy who used to be a pastor. He's got a YouTube channel. I need to look it up because I really like his stuff a lot. And he has he has like four kids, two of them adopted. And he said, he's usually, <laughs> I think the reason I, uh, I like his stuff is he's pretty brutally honest. He said that as a parent, he was very torn on if he should have his kids grow up in a church. Or if he should let them actually, like, force his kids to go to church. Or if he should let them actually choose. Mm. Right? Because he had some experiences when he was growing up in a church that were good and also not so good. And he didn't know, and he also knew of plenty of people who were forced to go to church. And the reason, one of the reasons they don't go to church anymore is because they were forced to go, you know? Uh, so they actually get some freedom and they're like, well, I don't want to go back to that. Yeah. It, it's to me, something means more if you, if you've chosen it and it's something you want to do. I think it's one of the reasons why I always get so mad at those signs you see on the side of the road, uh, that are saying, Hey, if you don't repent and go to this church, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. (laughs) I really hate those signs because you're trying to scare people into belief and to me, I don't know how real that belief will be then if you're scared into it. Like, how much do you actually believe or are you just a just-in-case kind of person, you know? If you literally look at how Christianity was formed and what the religion even means, literally, faith is choosing to believe. God set it up that way. Like, it's it's... If he wanted people to scare other people into believing, he would have just done it himself. I mean, not to get too preachy, but literally, the whole concept of Christianity is Christ was God's son sent to earth, and he didn't force everybody to believe him. He literally came to earth to die, to be like this big, massive symbol of ultimate sacrifice and basically to show people, hey, you know what? Humans really aren't good enough to serve a perfect God. But he wants to have a relationship with you. And so I'm going to bridge that gap, basically. And that's, I mean, that's kind of, that's oversimplifying it, but it's really not on another way. What about that? It sounds like anybody should be forcing anybody to do anything. I mean, all you can do is present and right. I don't understand why American Christians think that they can just Christianize the whole world or even the whole country by repeating over and over what people know what American Christians are against. They know what we're against, but I don't think they really know Jesus. 
because yeah. and, that, and that's on us. That that's that's yes. the last I feel I need to say about it. That's on us if they're not really seeing Jesus, but they just know what yeah. we're against. So, then yeah, we've messed if you up. Belie- yeah, if you believe in Jesus, take a hard look in yourself and think if some think that well, if I'm representing Jesus, am I a good representation? Um, yeah. the, the last thing I kind of want to touch on this subject is uh, I another way I kind of think Christianity Christianity is looked at is it's a group that has lots of money that they don't really use to help others. Um, I've definitely seen this before. Now I do think with, now to be fair, the churches, I mean, you have uh, grown up in and, and the one you go to now, um, they're smaller churches and I truly feel they actually do try to help others. Uh, even, oh, yeah. even I've seen though I've had issues with, yeah, I have too. So I've seen them help their community and everything like that. So it's, it, this is not every church. I think some of them legit really do try. But the fact of the matter is, you know, just for example, when there was a, uh, I think it was in Houston. I could be talking out my butt here, but uh, <laughs> talking out my b-hole. When, <laughs> when there was a, a big flood, I think, in Houston, if I'm thinking right, recently, not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Um, they were trying to find places for people to stay whose homes had been flooded. And they had nowhere to go. And there was a giant mega church out there. It was a humongous church. And the and the pastor or whoever was in charge never once offered to open that place up for people to come stay. Who obviously needed somewhere to stay for a little <laughs> bit. And yet he was going home to his ridiculously huge mansion. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, that to me, I think, is another way that church that the Christian churches looked at. The especially these mega churches where the pastor's got this nice car, he's got this huge house. And I'm not going to sit here and say that you can't get nice stuff if you've earned it and if you've worked for it. But the fact of the matter is, um, you know, how me and you both grew up, the churches we grew up in and the churches we're familiar with now, those pastors were not driving super nice cars. No. Uh, They were not living in amazing houses. I think that... um, but I do think that's how it's kind of looked at. Like the pastor, there's all this money there, and it kind of is not going to the right things. I think that goes back to what I said earlier. You can call yourself a hot dog. That doesn't make you a hot dog. A lot of these people yeah. claiming to be Christian pastors or mega churches, they're not in a million miles of, of God, in my opinion. And here, let's just let's just go straight for uh, make sure people never want to listen again. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I, I do believe that they're there can be such a thing as a wealthy, like a financially wealthy, well-off Christian. Because, for example, somebody might love God with all their heart and feel like they want to be a doctor. They want to be a surgeon. That that's what they want to do in life. And doctors and surgeons tend to make a pretty good living. I wouldn't say filthy rich, but a good living for sure in this country. And I don't think that makes them unchristian remotely. You know, that would just be jealousy speaking if I said that, just because I don't make what a doctor makes. What I do believe, and this is the part that might get me in trouble, I don't think you can get rich doing God's work and actually be doing God's work. I seriously question these pastors of these mega churches who get super rich, quote unquote, doing God's work. Now, I said I think as a benefit, you know, you know, it just might be the career path you've chosen. And you make quite a bit of money. You might manage your money well. You might make good investments. I'm not saying anything against any of that. 
I'm saying I don't think you can actually get rich by doing God's work um, and actually be doing it. I, I've there's and I say that because there's literally no examples of it in the Bible. There's literally no examples of it from anybody that I know of who I believe is truly a Christian where they got rich doing God's work. You know, you might get rich on the side, you know, in your own personal yeah. life. And I'm not speaking against that, but that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah, uh, that, really maybe that is a question. Maybe it's not a, a fact. It's just I've never. Yeah, seen I like it. I like I like this discussion point of uh, because I do feel that if like we're just using pastor as a, as the example here, I do feel that a pastor is a full time thing. I don't think you can remotely consider your. I mean, I've. <laughs> I remember when uh, the church I grew up in was like, we're going to look for a, a new pastor. Uh, what about a part-time pastor? And I laughed inside. There's no such thing as a part-time pastor. <laughs> there just isn't. No. Yeah. But, I, but I do think that that's a job. It truly is a job. I mean, it's a, it's a God-filled, I mean, it's a God-calling sort of job. Uh, but it is uh, what you will be doing if you if you're going to be a pastor. That's what you're going to be doing. You have to be able to provide financially for yourself and your family. Like, I, yeah, there's yes. nothing against that. Yes, yes. That's the, and a lot of churches I know uh, the one we grew up in did this. They provided a house for whoever the pastor was, um, and they did give them uh, a paycheck. But it wasn't like they were making tons of money. I mean, our pastor drove a, a you know a, a, an old small pickup truck for crying out loud. Uh, and a van. I think his wife had a van, right? If I'm thinking I right. Think so, anyway, yeah. so it's not like they were making bukus of bucks. But then we also had people in our church who, um, who I really look up to toward to this day. I really think they're really good people. I think they truly do give out, and they really do true care about others, and they do try to help. And yet they had quite a bit of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm still friends with them, especially their kids, because we grew up with their kids. I still talk to their kids every once in a while. Um, they're all good people, and they really do try. But they had, they they were comfortable living. Well, <laughs> I'll say that. I think there's a huge difference in living your life to see how much money you can accumulate, and living your life, and you just it leads to accumulating money. Like it's right. Like if that's what they were living for, or if that's just the result of it, there's a huge difference. I mean, just like, uh, I mean, I'm, um, I live to eat and that's why I'm massively fat, you know, (laughs) and that is a problem. You know, if I eat to live, I wouldn't have a problem, but I, but I live to eat some days and that's why (laughs) I'm very corpulent. (laughs) Oh man. Oh, just for the record, uh, I saw a commercial for that new Taco Bell, uh, grilled cheese taco. (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me about. I love it. They. I feel like they threw the word "grilled" in there to make people think that. Well, I'm eating healthy. Yeah, there's, there's nothing grilled about that thing. <laughs> it's just bukus of melted cheese. It's oh my goodness! Yeah, the grilled cheese taco at Taco Bell. Uh, I guess can sponsor this episode of bashing the American Christians. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a delicious taco with meat and beans and rice and a lot of sour cream, and then they put a slab of cheese over it and melt it all over it. It is so delicious. <laughs> Yeah. They'll probably get rid of it soon. Yeah, they probably will. Um, after the, after so many people pass out after eating it, <laughs> uh, it's. But I do think getting back to the Christianity thing, I I do truly feel there are a lot of really good Christians out there. Hopefully, you and I are both seen as one of those. I do think we try to be at least we at least try to be caring about others and try to understand others. I think there's way more of that. But the fact of the matter is, and this is with any group. I think this is with any group. 
you're going to hear, you're going to listen to and hear the loud ones the most. That's true, and we have to be careful about that. I have to be careful about that because yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty harsh on the quote unquote average American Christian, but it's the ones you're hearing from that have the loud mouths and just need to, yeah. to shut their mouths, honestly. <laughs> yes, but I don't think they know how. No, and that's coming from a guy here who constantly runs his mouth. I mean, I, I got to keep adding podcasts so I can talk about other stuff. Can I give a positive uh, example to end on for my part? Yes, please, please. Do. Um. There's a family we know. What, what if you? What would you do? No, that said no. no, this is negative. <laughs> uh, there's a family I know, um, and I'm not going to give names, although this is entirely positive. But uh, they're they're a black family from Ohio who are good friends with my wife's family, and I like to think I've become good friends with them. They actually, uh, uh, the father actually uh, officiated our wedding. Um, he actually married us, or he. I don't know the terms. He he was one of the main people in our wedding. Anyways, yes. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, obviously, with what's been going on in our country regarding racism, uh, I'm only assuming they have to be very hurt by a lot of the things that their Christian brothers and sisters, some of them, are saying or not saying. But they, to me, are just a wonderful example of what it actually means to follow Christ's spirit. Um. They have offered plenty of their point of view, if asked, but they're not just beating the doors down trying to to make sure you hear them. Um, they have a, as Scripture says, they have a, they're ready to give a reason for what they believe, and I do believe that's scriptural. But they're doing it in love and compassion, and I actually believe they're changing minds. I believe they've they've helped me grow without even knowing it, and I think they would be surprised if I said that, but. They just show true class. Um, and I can only imagine, you know, just because of the color of their skin happens to be different than most of the people they're around. I can only imagine what I would feel like. I would feel ostracized right now. I'll just be honest with you. Being a Christian in this country of a different skin color than white, especially with the far right Christian, you know, movement, I would feel ostracized right now. But I've just seen true class from them and the true love of Christ. And it's a good reminder for me. And I have, I just wanted to point it out because their reaction is exactly what I'm asking of all Christians. They've shown Jesus, and then by showing Jesus, people are drawn to it and want to know more. Okay, well, what what do you think about what's going on? What do you think about this? And I've seen them actually change minds. They've helped me grow in all this. But if they acted like everybody else was acting, they wouldn't have done anything except just add to the noise. Um, so they're just yeah. a wonderful example, and I do want to lift that up. And I can back that up because I've met them. You definitely know them way better than I do, but I've met them a few times. And uh, just for example, their uh, the daughters are ridiculously ridiculously beautiful, <laughs> and they still talk to me despite the fact that I'm a mere troll. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I didn't know where you were going with that, but uh, well, yeah, I approve. But what I'm saying is, they're all like everybody in that family's that were incredibly nice. Even though I mean, I've only talked to them a few times, but like how you could think negative of them is beyond me. Uh, yeah, so I think that's, is there anything else we want to cover? I, I kind of want to end every episode, Trevor, with, let's each give one recommendation of something that we're into for this week. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I should have brought this up to you before yeah. we recorded. <laughs> but... <laughs> let's see. But what's one thing, Trevor, that you're currently into this week? Well, since we're going kind of long already, I'll just keep it simple because it's literally what's sitting in front of me. Um, 
this is a, a, a look into the insanity of, of who is Trevor. <laughs> so I, I love the Lord of the Rings, the movies, uh, the books, everything about it. And there was a Lego Helm's Deep, Battle of Helm's Deep set that came out. It's really cool. Uh, I have like 2012. I mean, it was well after the movies, but it was years ago. Yeah. And I've, I don't even think Lego has the license anymore. No, I mean, they don't make any, they don't make any sets anymore. I, I hope they do again one day, but, um, and I, I don't know. I just, I was looking forward to building it so much. I think I intentionally saved it for years and really with everything going on right now, what's a better time to, to treat myself. <laughs> Yes. So I finally pulled it off the shelf and put it together, and it's just been wonderful. And I'm sitting here staring at it now, and so I guess the thing I'm into right now is just uh, not being afraid to to act like a kid and put together a Lego set and just soak in the details and kind of let it take me away for a few minutes. It's just, it's truly a, a, um, a relaxing activity, but it's not just... Like, you can sit in a bathtub, and that's relaxing, but it doesn't necessarily take your mind off everything. (laughs) So I think what I recommend to people right now is find an activity that's not just relaxing, but actually takes your mind off of things for a minute. Because, like, uh, like building a Lego set takes some focus, so it it takes my mind off of stuff. So uh, uh, that's what I recommend right now. Buy this out-of-print, (laughs) hard-to-find Lego Battle of Helm's Deep set. (laughs) So that means it's probably more expensive. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's such a nerdy thing. I can't believe you're talking such a nerdy thing. So I want to talk about this video game. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I recently, I don't know why it took me so long, because it's been out for, not a year yet, but it's been out for a little bit now. Uh, this game that was kind of a sequel to a game we covered on Retroblist, uh, but it's River City Girls is what it's called. It's I know it's on your Switch. I think you can get it on the other systems too. Yeah. But I got it on my Switch. Uh, oh man, I'm so mad at myself for waiting this long to get this game. It's a, it's one of those games where you go through the streets beating up thugs and bad guys and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's got such a great quirky sense of humor. It's a beautiful looking game on top of that. Uh, it really has, it's really, it's really a total package for me. It really speaks to me. I love this game. I highly recommend it. I can't wait till me and you can play it together because it gets awfully difficult playing it by yourself at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some of these boss battles really, really get taxing on you, uh, but I, but it's such a high replay value to this game. I can see myself playing this game quite a lot. So I'm going to say what I'm into this week is River City Girls. Well, those two things go along with what we talked about very much. You know, <laughs> yes. Well, that's kind of what I wanted, that's why I wanted to do this. Oh, segment. A, I think it's a good idea. I think we should yeah do that, especially when we have a heavy topic like this. <laughs> Yes, yeah, it kind of helps a little bit. Uh, so thank you if you gave this show a shot. We very much appreciate it. Uh, I think next, uh, the next episode will more than likely be about something completely different. But that's kind of how we roll. Yeah. Um, but thank you for you know, checking us out. Uh, thank you if you listen to our other podcast. We don't know why. It defies logic, but we're very grateful. Uh, for Trevor Franklin, I am Johnny Towns. Um, until next time. Bye.